So yesterday we began a series of messages on friends in the Bible. We began with the story of Ruth and Naomi, found in the eighth book of the Old Testament, the book of Ruth. Uh, there was so much in that story, so many lessons about friendship that we couldn't get to. I want to share a couple of uh, a couple more this week. Um, let's pray together, Heavenly Father. We thank you that your word is alive. That. You speak to us all the time through your word. You're so relevant. Um, help us to hear what you have for us today and to apply it that we might walk closely with you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Now, before we get to the application, let me just do a quick review. The story of Ruth begins with Naomi and Elimelech and their two sons, Malon and Kilion, moving from Bethlehem about 100 miles to the east to live with the Moabites because there's a famine in Bethlehem. Now, the Moabites are pagans. They worship false gods, but they're desperate. And so they go over there to this distant place. And immediately, the first thing we find out is Elimelech, the husband, dies. But because Malon and Kilion had married a couple of Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, they all decide to stay. Naomi decides to stay. Next thing we read, Malon and Kilion kick the bucket. And so now Naomi is left there with her two daughters-in-law, and she says, there's nothing for me here in Moab. I'm going to go back to family. I'm going to go back to my hometown go back to the people, my people and my God in Bethlehem. And so she's about to go and the daughters-in-law at first say, yeah, we'll go with you. And then, uh, and then one daughter-in-law Orpah says, no, nah, I think I'll stay with the Moabites. That's fine. But Ruth says in this wonderful um, declaration of commitment, she says to Naomi, no, I will go to be with you. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. We can pick up from the very beginning that Ruth and Naomi have not just developed a close relationship personally, but Ruth has become a believer in the God of the Bible, in Naomi's God. So they return back to Bethlehem. Uh, Ruth has to get some work. She goes to work in Boaz's field. Boaz just happens to be the close relative of them who has rights to be able to marry Ruth. Long story short, um, the uh, Ruth works in the field. Boaz clearly shows interest in her. Ruth comes back the first day, makes this report to Naomi, how things go, and Ruth says, he really showed me lots of favor. And Naomi can tell what's going on here. She can tell that Boaz is interested in Ruth. And so Naomi says to Ruth, it is good for you to work in Boaz's field with Boaz's workers. In other words, Naomi realizes there's potential here. There's hope here, a positive future for Ruth building this relationship with Boaz. Now, immediately we say, well, of course she would. Why wouldn't she encourage that? But this is the lesson, one of the lessons of, of, of good friends, of godly friendship. And that is godly friends want what's best for their friends, even at their own cost. They give their friends space. 
as soon as Naomi picks up on the fact that Boaz might be interested in Naomi, a jealous friend might have pulled back. A jealous friend might have... See, Naomi and Ruth have been tight. Um, They have developed a special relationship and a special bond because of the grief that they've been through. Both of them have lost husbands. Um, Both of them lost... um, Naomi's son was Ruth's husband, and so they're grieving the loss of that man as well together. They've carried this. They've made this long journey together. They've developed a tightness. And now if Ruth develops a relationship with Boaz, well, that might mean that Ruth has less time for Naomi, that Ruth is less dedicated to Naomi. Maybe Naomi will be left lonely again. But faithful friends give their friends space even to their own hurt. Let's call it the Naomi test. One of the reasons that people have a hard time developing relationships sometimes is because they get too clingy. They get possessive. There's an insecurity there. There is this feeling that if, I, if I'm not an exclusive friend with this person or if this person is a closer friend to somebody else, then somehow I'm going I'm to be at a loss. And so friendships actually get damaged because friends can suffocate them. Maybe you get hurt because you think you're really close to a friend and that friend doesn't include you in a dinner with close friends. Or you think you're really close to a friend and they go on vacation with somebody else. Or you think you're really close to the guys and they don't invite you to their fantasy football league or whatever it is. That may sound trivial, but... But people then get hurt, and relationships get damaged, and it can, it can be hard. True godly friends have enough security in God that they can give their friends freedom to, and, and space to develop the relationships that they think are best for them. You know, the hardest people that have, uh, the people that have the hardest time with Naomi test sometimes parents. Parents, when they're, children get engaged and married. It's called, in, with parents, it's called cutting the apron strings. You know, all of a sudden they're getting, they're, they're getting married and parents can be clingy. Well, are you going to still come home for the holidays? Well, you know, every Sunday we spend Sunday afternoon together as a family. You're still going to spend Sunday afternoon with us, aren't you? Oh, you know, our family always gets together for Christmas. Our family's always been together for Christmas. You're not going to go to the other family for Christmas, are you? And families can get clingy, but loving parents give freedom to their children. Pat Ferguson, our executive minister, told me recently that after he got married, Marge, his mom, pulled Kim aside and said to Kim, Kim, after the wedding, said, Kim, now he's yours. I'm not going to mother him anymore. (laughs) He is yours. Now, that may sound like abandonment, but I think it's wisdom. Marge was establishing the new boundaries and making it very clear. Kim, I am going to honor you as the number one in his life. And because Marge was not threatened by that, I think it's one of the reasons why 
um, Pat and Kim and Thatcher and Karen were always able to live in Fairfax County, close to their parents, because their parents gave them the freedom that they needed to develop their own family and their own relationships. What a blessing. Can you rejoice with your friends when your friends develop relationships with other people and become closer to others than they are to you? When it means less time for you, when it means maybe they're going to move and leave you, when it means your relationship is going to change. It's the Naomi test. Ruth 2.22, Naomi says, my daughter, it is good for you to work with his female servants so that nothing will happen to you in another field. She could have said, oh, go to a different field. She could have seen that this relationship was going to get close and she was going to be threatened, but she didn't. What she thought was, what's best for Ruth? And I'm going to, I'm going to want what's best for Ruth. And I'm going to trust that God will take care of me. See, that's the key to security. It's Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. These people are not my shepherd. These people don't. This relationship doesn't, doesn't provide for me all that I need. I can give freedom in my relationships because the Lord is my shepherd. Good friends give their friends space. Heavenly Father, help us to not be jealous and clingy and self-centered, but to trust you with all things, to trust you that you're not going to leave us lonely, that you will always be our companion, that you always provide for us enough if we will trust in you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. If you thought that was encouraging, maybe you have a friend that uh, you would want to share it with. Until next time.